All right, we are back. Episode 161 of The Rink Shrinks. It's a best of mailbag edition. Let's get right into things here. This episode is presented by Bet Online. The only people that don't get time off this time of year are pro athletes and us at Bet Online. With NFL, bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to second odds, news, and info. Bet Online has all sports wagering info available that you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I did take a couple of observations at the rinks, and I'm going to call these BYs do's and don'ts for the for the new hockey parent. Uh, if you you know you can pass this message along, and maybe we can post it on Instagram or whatever. But if you're a new hockey parent, I got a couple rules of of thumb when your kid starts learn to skate. You know that that learn to play, learn to skate. So the number one rule is stay off the bench, right? When there is learn to skate going on. Go in the stands, go in the crowd, wherever it may be, but do not be that parent that's on the bench. The kid is just going to be looking for you. He's going to come over, you know, because his feet are cold or whatever. It's like out of sight, out of mind. So that's my number one rule. And the second rule, and this is more so when they get a little bit older and now they're kind of in full equipment. So this is probably that next transition from learn to skate to learn to play hockey type thing or cross ice. But one thing that drives me absolutely bananas is a kid in full equipment, but he's got a hoodie on. (laughs) Dude, that's great. Like, (laughs) I understand you might think that that little Johnny might get cold out there, but he's going to warm up. He's going to skate. He'll be fine. Throw a long sleeve on, you know, whatever, pants, uh, long sleeve shirt. But the hoodie look under the equipment with the shoulder pads is awful. I get it. Learn to skate. He's cold. Maybe he's got a jacket out and stuff. But once he starts wearing gear, you can't be wearing a hoodie out there. That's just learn to skate, learn to play foul, like yeah, technical think, foul. Yeah, those are rules to live by. You know? Yeah, very absolutely. Simple. Yeah, put a stamp on it. Put a stamp on it. Yeah, being on the bench, you're a distraction. And and the hoodie, you're just going to get ridiculed. As, <laughs> I mean, you think it's... You know, you know, one of these things that, yeah, we're just keeping them warm or whatever. But I just remember playing against a couple of kids when I was really young. And I'm like, what? look at this loser. Yeah. Dude, awful look. Yeah. Awful look. Uh, those are good. You know, those are do's and don'ts. And, you know. Yeah. Just, just a couple things for the new, you know, the newbies. Like there's, there's some hockey parents out there that maybe they're new to the game. And it's just they're like, oh, you know, he may be cold out there. Like, no, he'll be fine. You know what I mean? Throw some long sleeves on them. You know, the the old school, remember the old school zip ups that we used to wear back in the day? Uh, the onesie. The onesie. Something like that. You know, get his uh, whatever. Keep him in his pajamas. Like he'll they'll be he or she will be fine. But get rid of the hoodie. Mating season alert. Number one. Boom. Here we go. Uh, my son. Plays hockey at the 15U level. A few months ago, my son's head coach slash hockey director was released. While we were at an away game, he showed up and held a meeting with the parents talking to us about jumping over to his new program. Is this allowed? 
can we be in trouble for even meeting with him regardless of what was said? Something about this doesn't seem right. And I just want my son to continue to enjoy the greatest game on earth with his friends. What would the shrinks do? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can have conversations, I, I would say. I mean, I don't think yeah. there's anything illegal about that. Um, no, so especially at that age. I mean, it, it, this doesn't say where it where it is, but I, I don't see anything. No, yeah. So there's nothing wrong there, you know. So the coach, you know, director, um, you know, looking to retain some of the players that he had. So hopefully it was like a good relationship, and you can hear him out. But I, I, I don't see anything wrong with having a conversation and keeping your options open. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, obviously he's going to try to sell his new program and things like that. But uh, you know, the grass always isn't greener, and he's got a new program that he's trying to take over, and he's trying to 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 bring players into and stuff like that. But if you're with a good team, and you know, they just said it was the director, not like the actual coach of the team. If you know the team wants to stay together and stay put as is, like there's there's no reason to go. You know what I mean? Don't be. Uh, oh no, he said son's head coach slash hockey director. Oh, so, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, if you have a good relationship and you like his approach, you know, you can maybe ask him, you know, who he has. Now, why was he released then? Yeah, I know that there's, there's a more to the story, I'm guessing. But, you know, we can just kind of comment on what we hear. But uh, I yeah. think that's yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, see uh, if it's a viable option for, um, you know, for the following year. Right. Right. Yeah. Thanks for picking me up there. Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm again. I'm playing, dude. This is like the Jordan flu game here. I got hit in the head with the puck. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely lean on that. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna use that excuse for a month. Franklin Sports is the official street hockey partner of the National Hockey League. Check out our line of official NHL street hockey games and training equipment at FranklinSports.com today. This is kind of long, but we we try to break it up. So me and my husband have been around youth hockey for a long time. Uh, our youngest is a 2013. First year squirt. It's a combined squirt, squirt team. Pretty laid back organization. We came from a super toxic fed team the previous season. The U10 assistant coach that does dry land before practices on Monday. The head coach and his son do not attend. The last one we had, the assistant coach decided he would instruct all the kids on skate tying and did not notify the parents. During the lesson... Uh, kids were told their parents weren't allowed to help them or weren't allowed to tell their parents about it. Okay. The assistant coach happened to talk to me after the lesson while the kids were in the locker room. I asked what was going on. I was told I would not be allowed to tie my son's skates, that the kids would ask the coaches if there was a problem. Continuing now, my son is an extremely quiet. Um, my son is extremely quiet. Practice happens, which the head coach decided is a good day to work on edge work. That'll build up the ankle strength when you get the little guys tying the skates. And I clearly can see my son's skates are too too loose. My husband goes to the bench and asks him if he wants a retie. Silently annoyed shake of the head. On the way home, I learned from my son that the coaches were blocking the door of the locker room and telling the kids they weren't allowed to tell us. Also, if they did, they would get their head shaved as punishment. Wow. Uh, obviously, this scenario was a problem on many levels, which I did address with the head coach after waiting 24 hours. I think you would have been fine to address this stuff yeah. immediately after. Um, that's more of a game situation when you complain about playing time or something. Uh, he addressed it in a few days in an email to the parents, but the assistant coach who orchestrated is still coaching and extremely involved in the organization. At what point do you guys think the kids should tie their own skates? 
And should this uh, ever be a mandate from a coach? I don't know. I just think. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a uh, situation where, yes, you want to encourage the kids to tie their skates. You want to you want them to be able to get dressed on their own. Uh, squirts is, you know, a, a good time to do it. Definitely by first year peewee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so second year squirt. But if it's, you know, that combined squirt team, you know, first and second year. You know, you can you can give it a couple of years, right? Um, yeah. But I mean, to have this type of approach, <laughs> number one, you know, shave your head if you tell your parents. I mean, that's like, I don't know. I, I think I thought hazing went out with a hula hoop. Seriously. And um, you know, especially with these young kids. So it's like just bullying tactic that makes no sense to me. You know, like I, I remember just tying a ton of skates. You know, we don't want the parents in the locker room, but if you can't tie your skates tight enough, I'm more than happy to, you know, give them an extra tug, you know? Dude, I still have blisters on my hands from 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 doing it. Like get them laced up and, and just tie them. So just to get back to the question, so my kids are, my 2011s are a year older. For practices, they all tie their own skates. For games, they feel like whatever, it's a little... They, they want that extra tug from their parents. So I would say 75% of them are tying their own skates. The other 25 look to, to the coaches to help them out, to help to tighten them for, and just for games, which I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, their first year peewees, I don't really agree with it. I think they should be starting sooner, but Hey, you want us to do it during games? Kind of that's, we'll help you out during the games and hopefully you get comfortable enough from practicing, you know, two, three days a week of no, um, you know, no parent or coach tying them that they get used to kind of there. They learn how to do it properly or at least get used to like the way that they do it compared to the way that, you know, some 300 pound father does. A couple different things here. Also with the assistant coach who orchestrated it. And um, so he's still involved in the organization. I think you, you, you need to address it with him too. I know you, you did with the head coach, but I mean, just be like, come on, man. Like, what, what is going on here? It's not like I want to be a helicopter parent and hover over my kid. But I also, you know, think that the approach that you took was absolutely unacceptable. Right. And, you know, the mandate from the coach should be kind of what we just talked about, you know, encouraging it. And then after a certain point, you know, they should be able to do it. You know, it shouldn't just be like a, a cut and dry. Hey, you know what? That's it. Because some kids just can't get them as tight as they want. If they like them tight and they can't physically do it, you know, you, you can affect their play, you know? Right. And I just think that, you know, you have to have some wiggle room in there and, you know, have an approach that, you know, that's less aggressive. Let's put it that way. I mean, let's call it, he he was definitely joking around saying that if you told your parents, well, you know, if you told your parents that what we were doing with the skate tying, they were going to shave their head. So obviously they're not going to show up the big raises at the next <laughs> practice and start shaving people's head. Right. So, but again, with that being said, the coach, it, it, the, it, his whole, you know, it's a very old school way of saying and talking to the kids, I would say. Right. Like, like when we were growing up, that would probably be, okay to say to somebody hey yeah yeah, dude if you tell your parents that you know they tell your parents they can't tie your skates anymore and if they if you let them we're gonna shave your head like yeah. obviously this day and age that ain't happening you know what i mean and the coach is kind of that you know thinks he's funny guy and that's that's his personality right like oh yeah yeah no yeah we'll shave your head if if you don't so 
he needs to tone it down a little bit. And because, again, I think if we were talking to him right now, he's like, I was joking around like I was playing with the kids. You know what I mean? But we should never talk. It just should never happen. You should never tell the kids in a locker room. Hey, don't tell your parents about this. Right. Because what if and I hate to go really dark here, but what if something very, very bad happened someday to a kid in that locker room and an adult figure in their life said to them, do not tell your parents about mm. that. All right. That's wrong. That's that's a really, really bad thing. I hope nobody ever has to go through it. But stuff like that is happening. That kind of pisses me off. You know what I mean? So mm. you cannot, as a coach, talk to kids like that anymore. All right. Especially saying you can't tell your, your parents stuff like this. Right. What went on in the locker room today? So that needs to be nipped in the butt. The organization, the head coach, like that needs to seriously be addressed. Oh, this guy's going to be, you know, he shouldn't be allowed around kids. The other thing is the the whole piece about the, you know, the I guess the the ultimate question ended up coming down to at what age? Again, I think start introing it at the squared age. Mm-hmm. Uh, first year, second year at squared, these kids should be trying to tie their own in practices. First year peewee, I think personally, and here I am, I just told you that, some of the kids on my team, I tie their skates or the other coaches or some of the other parents will tie their skates before a game. That's at Pee Wee minor by Pee Wee major. 100%. Everybody by Pee Wee major should be tying their own skates. 100%. I've seen kids at mites tying their own skates. You know what <laughs> I mean? So I still think even Pee Wee minors a little bit old right? for them to be tying skates. Like, dude, I was tying a couple kids on the skates. Like your skates are the same size as me. <laughs> Like I'm like, dude, this, these like hurt. They're not like little kid laces anymore and stuff where you're doing like, you know, the, the top two straps, like the, I'm talking, you're going from the bottom and I'm like, yeah. dude, these things are absolute boots right now. Pee wee minor. Yeah. It, 100% practice. They should all be doing it and they really should be doing it in games too. But again, who am I to say anything? I just told you how I, you know, <laughs> tied whatever. 25% of your team skates. Yeah, exactly. TSR Hockey is located up in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire, where you can stock up on all your equipment needs for the rest of the hockey season. TSR stocks team apparel from CCM, Bauer, you name it. They do everything. They have everything. Uh, They do all their embroidering, printing, everything right in-house. Make sure you reach out to their team store at 603-912-5970 so you're looking really good the rest of the year. Ask for Mike or Dave. They'll take care of you. Now is time to get hooked up by TSR Hockey. You can also go onto their website, tsrhockey.com, for all your shopping needs that, that you may have missed out on after Christmas. Ring Shrinks. I'm the team manager for a U16 team that's been together for a few years now. And this is our first year with a non-dad coach. He's a former player from the program who went on to play in college and is now in his 20s. This is his first time coaching, and he does a great job with the boys during practices and on the ice. Clearly knows his stuff when it comes to hockey. However, there is one issue. He is consistently late for games. This past weekend, he arrived 10 minutes after puck drop, leaving our one assistant on the bench alone to start the game. He often arrives after the kids are already on the ice for warm-ups or just as they are getting ready to take the ice. His earliest arrival so far was 15 minutes before the start of a game, and there is never communication from him to give me or our assistant coach a heads up. I'm usually calling him a few minutes before the games 
asking for his ETA. I'm not sure what my role is here and whether I should have a conversation with him about it or bring it up to our program's director. I don't want to sour the relationship or be a tattletale, but it's setting a bad example for the kids and making myself and our one assistant coach anxious before each game. How would you handle this situation? Thanks. And that's from a hockey mom, but not coach's mom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've always said that this is the challenge when you have non-parent coaches. Uh, you know, these kids are definitely getting it to the age, right? Where they're U16, they've been together. And it's great to have a kid like that, you know, who played in the program that knows the game. Like, so everything on paper is great. It's basically time. So you got to have a conversation with them and be like, listen, Either that or just tell them every game starts a half hour before it does. <laughs> like, what, he doesn't know the schedule? Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, so they that kid probably get, banged up, like, the night before. And he's no, just that's rolling exactly out of what it is. Yeah, but when you have a non-parent coach, that's what happens, right? You got to expect, okay, like, they have a 10 a.m. game. Like, this dude was at the bar till 3. Like, it is what it is. <laughs> so you got to let them know, all right, like, you know, when you're sending out the calendar or whatever, no, the game's not at 10, it's at 9.15. And just just lie to them, you know what I mean? Yeah, so but I, I think that... He figures it out. Yeah, I, I think... You just, I think you just have to have a conversation with him. Yeah. Be like, listen, you're going to coach, the, the kids love you, you're doing a great job on the ice, in games, all that type yeah. of stuff. But you got to be there a half hour before the game. I mean, right? what's going on here, though? It's a, a U16. This is like a very important time for these kids. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's your job as the team manager. I think it's – yeah. I think you put it on the assistant yeah. who's like in the locker room and on the bench. Oh, I was him. thinking this was an assistant, but yeah. No, this it, is the team manager. This is the team mom, I forgot. Yeah, so at the end of it, I would just have a conversation with him and like, yeah, you're anxious before game. You're not, I mean, 10 minutes after the puck drops, that's like unacceptable. I don't <laughs> care. You know, it's like, I mean, these kids are, are, like I said, like very impressionable age to have. If he's doing a good job on the practices and like on ice and like he's cultivating a good environment, but like, like, what are you doing? Like, like get get to the rink. And, like, I mean, well, we talked about having some structure. Like, you know, I think we have a question coming up a little later about, you know, arriving to the rink at, on time. Um, oh, how early? And it's like the coach should be there. Yeah. You know, and plenty of time to address the team before you go on the ice. So I think it's unacceptable, number one. Yeah. And it's not your job. I would say you put it on the assistant coach. You can be there as well. But I would say that, you know, come on, dude. Like, what are we doing here? That this is, that this is, you know, what, you know, we want to accomplish X, Y, and Z. And like, maybe there's, it's just a, a different level. That, and they're like, probably you know, paying them. That's what I was thinking, too. And that, they're definitely paying them. That's no good. But, yeah, I would, I would put it on the assistant coach. But you can be there for the conversation if he's uncomfortable. And just be like, hey, listen, you know, the, the kids need more, you know, you, you you need to show up, you know, to talk to the kids before they go out onto the ice before warmups. Yeah, I don't think it's that difficult to, of an ask. No, <laughs> it's definitely not. It, no. It, it's it's kind of comical. So it needs to be addressed. It it needs to come from the coach. If not the organization, somebody, somebody's paying this kid to be there. Yeah. But I don't think you're tattletaling because like th those two examples, like, 
Yeah. You know, but, num- number one being 10 minutes. I mean, sometimes things happen, right? But like if yeah. it's consistent. Yeah. Like guilty. Saying, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. Consistently late for games is, is um, inexcusable. So. And you're not teaching the kids the, the the right message at 16 years old. Like you want to teach these kids. All right. You want to get there early. Like you said before, there's some mental, and physical, yep. right. There's mental and physical preparation. That is really important. Uh, and as a coach, you know, you, you don't have to be there like you're a dad or a mom f- an hour before the game. Right. But you can be there a half hour before so that you can address the team, make sure that they're ready to go. And, you know, <laughs> you're tossing out the pucks and warm ups and yes. in there. So one of the hottest things about traveling to hockey terms is on deciding on a place to eat. But it's really a no brainer. Colony Grill is home of the famous hot oil pizza and one-of-a-kind razor-thin crust. It's comfortable, friendly, and run by hockey people. So there's only there's always a game on. If you're heading down I-95 in the Connecticut, Westchester area, or if you're in Maryland, Virginia, or, or Florida, there's probably a Colony Grill close by. Bring the team in. Order it to your hotel or even pick it up. Pick up a steaming hot pie on the way to the rink. You'll agree. Colony Grill lives up to the hot oil hype. To find the nearest location near your rink, go to colonygrill.com today. Question. There are three kids on my son's team that play consistently on on a forward line together. After every game, the parents of these kids post all over social media that the line, in quotation marks, their kids are on is the best line around. They're on fire, all that stuff. The posts appear as if these parents are giving credit for the win to their kids in just this one line. They never acknowledge the team or the great work or effort. They just acknowledge the one line. They do this on every social media outlet constantly. And the and all the other kids see it. I believe it's creating a bad culture for our team and not helping general morale amongst the team. Thoughts on this? Is this okay? Oh, baby. Yeah. See, this is kind of like the ridiculous stuff that you know we never had to deal with. Um, I mean, all the kids are on. If they have a phone, they're on social media and whatnot. I don't know if the parents are posting this or the kids are. So I don't know how like there's like I a, mean this a, sounds to me the way I read it like the 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 parents are hosting these social media accounts for their yeah, whatever. So they're young. The way I read it, we don't have an age. The yeah. way I read it is like these kids are like seven and eight years old, nine years old, kind of pre having cell phones, and mm-hmm. they're holding these social media accounts or, or hosting these social media accounts for little Johnny or little Sally. And yeah. in my mind. I think that is so absurd. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Showcasing your kids and like you, you you hit the nail on the head. The, you know, the person that wrote in, like it is creating a bad culture. Anything that gets posted on social media, if anything, it should be about the team. It should be about all the kids. Um, I know my kids as they're, they've gotten older, obviously now they're, they're on the gram and I don't think they're uh, probably the TikTok and all that other crap, but they're definitely, you know, I'm not Babcock and their phones or anything, but everything that they post is all like reposting of like themselves with their teammates and like good weekend, all that type of stuff. It's not coming from like a parent that's trying to showcase their child, which I think is just absurd at seven, eight, nine years old. Um, 
again, my kids are a little bit older. They're 12 and, 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 you know, 14, 16 years old now. And, uh, and I, like I said, everything is, is more about like the kids and posting each other and like whatever, tagging each other and all that stuff. But it's about the team and, and, you know, the, the friendships and the bonds and they use in social media as a, as a group. And it's kind of like a fun interacting thing. And we've had the conversations about how they have to be careful with it because any college coach or, or anybody could mm-hmm. potentially use it against you. Right. But I just think the parents need to take a culture breath. is ridiculous yeah. at a younger age groups showcasing the line and talking about how good this one line played. Uh, it's a hundred percent coming from the parents and it sets a bad example. And they're in my mind, a bunch of donkeys. Yeah. Well, I would, I would even like take it a step further. Like if the kids were actually doing, so I like, you know, after rereading, it is definitely the parents putting it out there, but if the kids are doing this, that's even more ridiculous because of the example that is set by the parents. Right. So there's not a chance that that should even happen. Even if you have your own phone and whatnot and you're, on a line with a couple of your buddies and you score a few goals. Like it's right. absolutely ridiculous. So if either way, put up the line. Yeah, there you go. Either way, it's, it's unacceptable. Number one for adults to do that. And number two, if, if the kids were doing it as well, it's unacceptable. So I just think that that should be nipped in the bud by the coach. Obviously the parents might not like it because they want to self promote or promote their kid, but that's not the way you do it. So Yep. Just not not the proper way to be part of a team, and still, you know, you, you, your play should show, and then you don't need this self promotion with be, not belittling, but like not including everyone for wins. Yeah. You know, like, I just who, think who that, really that, that I think that parents getting their kids on the social media stuff early and showcasing them. I just find it to be a major distraction and it's very silly to me. And I know we grew up in in the stone ages and I mean, you still have a boost mobile Nextel. I don't know what you got going on there. Right. I don't even know if you get pitches, but you know, I just think parents that are showcasing their kids and, All you're doing is opening yourself up for a can of worms, right? Mm Because at some point in time, the comments are going to turn nasty and get negative. And like, do you really want that for your son or daughter at at a young age? Like, oh, look at the line. Look at these people. And it's not just these people. There's so many people out there doing it now. And I just find it so crazy. I really do. I find it absolutely insane. Yeah, you touched on earlier. It was like, talking to a lot of college coaches they dig back as far as they can on social media so if you're as a parent i'm I'm just saying like if you're trying to promote your son or daughter by doing this a college coach would look at that negatively so that's just a little heads up for the parents out there that want to think that they're doing a, a service for the kid and they're actually doing a disservice Marks is the at-home or on-the-road skate shopping machine. Head over to SparksHockey.com. Use BYMOTS promo code for $50 off your Sparks shopping. Sparks is the at-home skate shopping machine that will never fail. Sparks is the gift that keeps on giving for hockey players and especially you parents. It's convenient, easy to use, and will save you money in the long run. With Sparks, you get an accurate shopping every single time. Again, SparksHockey.com and order your machine today. My son is a tier two 12 
double-A kid on a team that won the division last year. Four players moved up to Tier 1, and there will be a big change in the team this year with the same coach. The coach told me he's on the bubble, even with two open forward spots, and there are 10 good kids fighting to come take those two spots, plus boot the third line, which my son was on. He's not as fast as the other kids, but he's great around the net and can catch a pass, pass accurately, and the coach says he has puck luck. If he does make the team, he'll be third line again. And with this being a really important year for development, this is the last season before checking. Do I move him to another organization where a coach really wants him and he can get more playing time or keep him on a supposedly better team at a higher level, even if he's not getting as much game time? What do you think about that? That's tough. It's a tough age group. Um, I would stay, stay there. You've been with the program for a few years. Obviously, it seems like a pretty good team where he's going to be getting good development and good practices. Um, you know, hopefully the coach that again, like the tier two, 12 double A, like hopefully the coach is doing the right thing here and playing all these kids as much as possible. Yeah. Maybe he's on the third line. Maybe he's they're starting to introduce some power play and some penalty kill. Maybe he's not getting as much of that. But if he's a, a kid that, you know, from what I read here, has some some pretty nice hockey sense, you know, a kid that goes to the net hard. And, and, you know, some kids can just score goals. Like, they might not look like the, you know, that's what your coach means by that puck luck. Like, it, you know, we, Mach, you can give 100 examples, but I played with different guys, right? It's like, I don't know how, but they just always found the back of the net. Like they weren't the prettiest skater or they weren't mm-hmm. the best player, but they just, and then you see a guy that, that, that was flying around that looks like the best player you've ever seen. And, and, you know, after five games, he's got zeros across the board. Right. And and this other guy's got, you know, four goals and an assist or, or one and four. Right. So it seems like he's in a pretty good spot developmentally. Um, you know, even if he is on the, on the bottom tier of that team, I would stay the course right now, unless you, you know, Unless you get caught and you have to move them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely just stay the course. And if, you know, there's a little, it's it's good to have a little competition, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for a spot. And, you know, sometimes coaches make decisions that, you know, might not agree with you. But if the situation is kind of like how, how it has been, you know, third line on a good team and kind of like just around the puck, the puck follows them, like, you know, you get into the net and making some good, good plays, good passing. Like that, I, that's the one thing that I jumped out at me. Like passing has kind of been like an undervalued skill set for kids and they're all capable of it. It's just taking that focus and, and, you know, applying it to the execution. And if he's doing it consistently, that's going to definitely translate as they, they keep going. Right. But, you know, it just sounds like he has a a nice little kind of a niche knack for the net. Uh, around the net, you know, kind of processes processes the game pretty well. So, if you can continue to stay there, then then do it. But like you said, um, if you get cut, then you got to kind of move on and, and and figure it out. But I, I would say, uh, you know, stay the course and continue to, to to play on that quality team in in like a third line role and compete, compete, and work. Yep. You, you know, work, work your, your way, way up. up the lineup. And now it's time for the my hockey rankings question of the week. Uh, this is a great one, especially this time of year. What is the best Christmas gift to give a coach? Uh, I'm fortunately coaching a team this year. They hooked me up. Uh, they they got me a case of my favorite brews, a nice bottle of vino, uh, and really, like, that's it. So the wife was happy. I was happy. Uh, I think, you know, that gift definitely was, like, 
top notch. If I was going to add something that maybe be like a coaching perspective for the My Hockey Rankings question of the week, I would maybe throw in like a, a you know, maybe like a new coaching board, a new clipboard, maybe a, a subscription to a website that, um, you know, can assist a coach in terms of getting new drills and uh, practice planning and things like that. There's a lot of sites out there that are really good with that. So, you know, again, I was uh, very satisfied with my gift, you know, a couple things that will uh, keep me refreshed over the holiday season, the New Year's, uh, as I know my wife was as well. But again, some coaching things, always a good idea. And uh, again, like I said, I was pretty happy with just you know being able to have a few sociables with some uh, parents in the parking lot after the tilt. But thanks again. That was a great my hockey rankings question of the week. By what about uh, as as a head coach? Are you getting your assistant coaches anything for Christmas? Jersey, this is a best of episode, not a worst of. We didn't need you jumping in here, buddy. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, no, and I, I, I say that jokingly. I. Typically, no. The parents on the team are usually very good about getting the assistants uh, something as well. So, you know, I'm coaching the 2011 Terriers team. They were generous enough to, to you know, give uh, Coach Cooper and I, you know, again, some a, a couple beverages for us to drink. You know, we, we like different things. And uh, and actually, I, I forgot to mention, I got a nice gift card so I can uh, go out to dinner as well. So maybe we can do that as like a, a coaching staff dinner would good idea right but no typically not i mean i guess if it was like a college level or high school maybe you're more of like the higher paid guy might be a nice idea to get your assistant something but typically most of the 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 coaching staff whatever like the parents kind of take care of you know the head coach and one or two assistants that you may have makes sense jersey makes sense to me so, uh, BY, I think you had one other thing you want to mention, something about the uh, the Junior Terriers and maybe their Quebec Peewee tournament coming up. Yeah, so on uh, January 5th, which is a Friday night down at Florian Hall, which is uh, in Dorchester, Mass., the Firefighter Union Hall right down the street from my house. So it's a nice home game for me. Uh, we're having a fundraiser. Our boy Rob Bellamy is going to be playing. Uh, it's going to be a ton of people there, a ton of raffle items, uh, some, like, legit things, Jersey. Uh, I got a Gretzky autograph Jersey coming. Uh, I got some different players we're working. We got, you know, Matthew Kachuk, Jack Hughes. There's a ton of gift certificates, TVs, Bruins Jersey, Bruin, you know, signed by the entire team, signed by individuals on the team. Pas, uh, Pasternak, like I said, some sticks. There's a ton of like, you know, for the females and stuff give certificates to different boutiques and nail salons and trying to think of as many of them as possible but we're going to be posting a lot of information on it on the junior terriers uh, 2011 elite instagram page which is boston underscore junior uh, with a period underscore terriers underscore 2011 underscore elite so again that's coming up like i said we got our boy rob bellamy going to be playing it's going to be a hockey parents night out it's going to be, again, live auctions, uh, all these different things. It, there's, you know, there's so many different things. I can't even keep track of it. Like, you know, stays at timeshares down in Florida, uh, a golf. Dude, how about this one, Jersey? I got a twosome to play at, I'm not going to name the course, but let's just say it's in Florida with my brother and myself. So two guys. Oh. 
are going to wow. be down. Yeah. Uh, flights are not included, but the golf's going to be taken care of. So you're going to, you know, two, two guys. So it might be a nice little business. I'll walk down there. That's yeah. fine. Do I get a free bid for being the producer or what? Absolutely not. Uh, that I, I don't think you're going to be able to afford it with your salary that I know you make from being a producer of this <laughs> podcast. But uh, unless you've saved every penny that you, you, you've ever had, um, and I know you just got engaged, so that sure as hell didn't. Uh, you, you don't have <laughs> money for that. Yeah. Um, but it's, like I said, two two golfers at uh, – you know, down south, it's going to be an absolute day. So like I said, and and this is, I don't have anything written down in front of me and we all know how my memory is. So like, those are some of the things just off the top of my head uh, that are going to be out there. Obviously we're going to throw in some like, you know, ring shrinks defensive camp with Mots and I, so many different raffles. Uh, Florian Hall is going to be absolutely buzzing. So again, it's Friday night, January 5th, 2024, Rob Bellamy, Follow the Instagram, Boston underscore junior underscore Terriers 2000 elite, uh, 2011 elite. I'm sorry. Uh, you can I find change it. that handle, huh? Dude. Yeah. There's a lot of underscores and things like that, but it'll pop right up. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, we're, we're good. So, or just go to our Instagram and you can find, you can find us following them as well. Exactly. And speaking uh, of the Instagram, I just wanted to, you know, as we recap 2023 uh, with 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 this episode, it really was a, a great year. Um, you know, thanks to all the the, the guests that have joined and, and really helped us grow this thing. Thanks to all the listeners. Right. Um, you know, for jumping on every week and staying loyal to us one, two times a week. We really appreciate it. And sending in all these mailbag questions, submitting things, you know, Sunday night roundups, little things we see around the rink have like great, great interaction through our social media. Um, you know, 37,000 Instagram followers and, and counting. So it really is, uh, you know, it has been a, a quite the successful 2023 set, uh, 2023 season. And, um, you know, again, so thank you to the, to, to the listeners. Thank you to all the fans. Thanks to everybody that's, that's jumping on every week and interacting with us on social media. And, uh, and of course, thank you to the sponsors. We really appreciate all you guys, right? My hockey ranking sparks. Uh, Colony Grill, TSR Hockey, Franklin Sports, Bet Online. Uh, it, it really has been a special year. We've appreciated it. It's been uh, it's been fantastic, and we're looking forward to even bigger and better things in 2024. So, Happy New Year um, from the Rink Shrinks. We appreciate all that everybody does. Uh, best of luck in 2024 in your hockey seasons. Finish the year strong. I know I was just putting together my schedule and writing it all out for. January and February and March with with my kids. Obviously, we got the, the Quebec trip that's going to be thrown in the mix. So it's going to be pretty hectic and busy. Busy, but you know what better time of year to to be doing it? So happy 20, uh, 2024. It's going to take a while to get used to saying it. And uh, this show once again was presented to you by Bet Online in Jersey for the last time of twenty twenty three. It is time to cue the ring shrink shuffle.